My name is Pastor Jeff, and I'm so honored to be with you guys today. Uh, I will not be long, but God will be effective. Can I get an amen? Now, last week, we're going to get right into this. Last week, Pastor Pat gave us a great message about being ghosted. Amen? We've been in a series called Normal. And in this series, we wanted to demonstrate how easy it is and normal it is to be a Christian. Amen? So it's a normal thing to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Can I get an amen? It's not something that is abnormal. No, 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 no. It is normal. Okay, so the baton was passed to me. I wasn't supposed to be up, but Pastor Lindsey, bless his heart, said, Pastor Jeff, go. And I'm going to talk about how normal it is to walk in the Spirit of God. Now, I have about 39 minutes. I just added four. Okay, 39 minutes to talk about the Holy Spirit. And everyone knows if you know the Holy Spirit, that is just not enough time. So basically what I want to do is I have an object lesson here. I have something in my heart. And we're going to use my life, if you will, just to demonstrate two key points. Point number one to start your spiritual journey is intimacy with God. You got to have it. And number two, to express the fullness of the Holy Spirit, we need a kingdom community. Amen? So don't hate me because Jesus is speaking. Can I get an amen? All right now. Everyone turn to, to Luke chapter 4, verse 18 through 19. I chose the scriptures like, you know, um, that are easy to understand. No these, no thou's. You got the message. So I want you to understand this because if you understand it, you can walk in it. And if you can walk in it, you can demonstrate his power. And if you demonstrate his power, miracles will happen for you. Woo, I just preached to myself. Hang on. Mm. Let me get that right there. So the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to be hope for the poor, healing for the brokenhearted, and new eyes for the blind, and to preach to the prisoners, you are set free. I have come to share the message of Jubilee, for the time of God's great acceptance has come. To understand this, you have to acknowledge something. So I looked up the word acknowledge, and it says to accept or admit the truth of something. So we, how many of you guys admit the truth that Jesus is your Savior? Raise your hand. Amen. Keep your hands up. How many of you guys believe that Jesus forgave you for your sins? Raise your hands. Amen. So we acknowledge that. We say, Lord, you are our Savior. We thank you that you are our Savior. But we forget that he's also your resurrection. And sometimes as Christians, amen, I'm going to speak for me. I'm not putting it on you. Let me talk with me. Sometimes we stay here where he's the broken Jesus. He's the one that was battered. He's the one that has the crown. And we never translate to the one who is resurrected and seated on the right hand of God. And so we stand and we are saved, but where's the power? We acknowledge him as Savior. You receive forgiveness of sins. When you acknowledge him as resurrection, you're walking in the finished work of Christ. Oh, we about to get real good in here. So my spiritual journey, I'm going to speak for me, was one of encounters. In other words, I was addicted to methamphetamines for about 10 years. 
And when I met Jesus Christ, he broke the spirit of addiction off of me. Amen? I will celebrate that. I will. Now, I was addicted to those things when I met him. I had to change my mind on those things when I started to follow him. And so I ran into a place of intimacy. I needed to know what I know. I I needed to know what, what he was all about. There began my spiritual journey. And every spiritual gift that you have is motivated and fueled by one thing first, the love of God. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 and 3. 1 through 3. If I were to speak with eloquence in earth's many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I didn't express myself with love, my words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging cymbal. And if I were to have the gift of prophecy, which I do, with profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, which I do, and, I, and if I possess unending supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of faith that could move mountains but haven't never learned to love, I am nothing. Love is the basis of any spiritual journey. Love is the beginning of signs, wonders, and miracles. The world is not interested in what we talk about. They're interested in what we be about. What are you trying to be? What are you trying to be? Everything's trying to tell you to identify with something. I identify with this, and I need to identify with that. I say I identify with the risen Christ. And if you need proof, let me put my hands on you, and heaven will hit you. The world wants you to have identities. There's one identity. God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, that just smacked the devil in the face. When the Holy Spirit showed you Jesus, you fell in love with him. You think you you met Jesus on your own? No. The Holy Spirit brought you the King of Kings and put in your heart a need for Jesus. So why wouldn't he, Jesus, give you the best Holy Spirit, the comforter, the healer, to walk all the days of your life? He did. He did. Galatians 5, 6. When you're joined to the anointed one, circumcision and religious obligations can benefit you nothing. <laughs> all, the mad, all that matters now is living in the faith that works and expresses itself through love. You can come to church and be bound with the devil. You can come to church and look like you're spiritual, but you have a suicidal tendency in your heart. Oh, I'm coming there. You can come to church and one of your teenagers could be cutting themselves. And you wonder, what's wrong? And God is saying, it's okay. I have what's right. When you're intimate with me, I take care of everything that concerns you. So, I have an object lesson. Amen? 
I got my friends here. My friends are here. My family's here. You know, I went to other churches. These are my family, right? Spring. Elizabeth, raise your hand. Amen. Sean Davidson, where you at? Raise your hand. Spiritual son in the back. His wife, raise your hand. These folks found out I was preaching and came. Let me tell you why. Because we were birthed in the kingdom in love. And love produces covenant. It doesn't matter what house you're in. It's a matter whose house you're under. We are under one house, the kingdom of God. Yeah, that was good right there. So here's a generator. Now, a generator holds power. A generator releases power. But this is a solar generator. So the source is coming from the sun. Now, you are a spiritual generator. You are called to hold power. You're called to release power. But your source doesn't come from the natural sun. It comes from the son of God. So when you're near the sun, you have the power of the sun. Oh, that was good. You have the power of the sun. But you can't be a generator that doesn't want to release. The son of God died so you could have spiritual inheritance in his kingdom. He laid down his natural life so you could have victory in what he did. That's why he said, it is finished. So how do we increase our love and our faith? By praying in tongues. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, Pastor Jeff. I got something to say about them tongues. Okay? I got something to say. I get this all the time. Okay, what do you have to say? Why do we need to pray in tongues? Let me just read the scripture and I'll go there, okay? Go to Jude. There's only one chapter. <laughs> Verses 20 through 22. I love this. The Passion Translation. But you, my delightfully loved friends, constantly and progressively, Build yourselves up on your foundation of your most holy faith by praying every moment in the Holy Spirit. Fasten your hearts to the love of God and receive the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who gives us eternal life. Keep being compassionate to those who still have doubt. Do you know anyone in the last two years that have doubt from the music that's been given to us? Am I vaccinated? Are you vaccinated? Am I vaccinated? It brings division. It's division. So why should I pray in the Holy Ghost? One, to build up my most holy faith. We just read in Galatians 5, 6 that faith works by love. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, you build up your most holy faith and you build up your love account. If your bank account is full of love, you will have faith. If you are in unbelief, I question if you're walking in love. Because if you're near him and full of love, you won't be in unbelief. That's, that's, that's mature Christian talk, I know. But y'all aren't babies. I'm not talking to baby Christians. I'm talking to champions. I'm talking to fathers, grandmothers, mothers, nieces, nephews. Nephews. 
I'm talking to champions that Jesus gave his life for. So this tongue thing, let me explain it to you. When God came to me and said, I need you to pray in the Holy Ghost, I had a problem with it. I let go of everything. I don't know what was in my mind. And he said this to me, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. I felt like Peter. Here we go. I'm going to be Peter. He goes, if you love me, I'm going to give you a gift. And that gift is my love language. So when you run out of things to say in your mind, you can lean on my love language in the spirit and you can speak to me where the devil can't understand. I said, well, why can't the devil understand? He's not in my spirit. So I wanted to be loved by God. And I learned how to pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm going to do something here. And Gail, can you come up, please, and take the piano? She said I could call her up, so I am. That's my wife, y'all. Amen. You're going to find out why I'm going to do what I'm doing. So some of you might be saying this. Okay, Pastor Jeff, when I pray in the Holy Ghost, it's for private. You're right. It's for my private. It's, 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 it's private to me. Why, why, do I have to, why do I have to be expressive? I found a scripture for you. Okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 13 through 16. I'm going to let my wife start playing first. Let me explain why she's there. When I was a younger Christian, I met this woman in the church. We have a piano in our house. When I met her, she would play the piano when she got off work, and she would pray as she played. Next thing you know, I would grab the Bible, and I would start singing. And we learned how to minister together. We learned how to minister together. Little did I know that her mom is in the back. Mama's in the back. She played the piano for her father, just like I'm doing now. He used to minister the same way. So legacy went from them to me. Oh, that's good. So let's beat up tongues because the devil wants you to be like, I don't want to pray in tongues. I'm sorry. You don't have to. You can stay saved. You're not, you're not, you're, you're not going to go to hell or miss heaven if you don't pray in the Holy Spirit. But I'm going to ask you, if Jesus walked in the room and he says, I want to give you a gift that's going to open up your life, and I'm going to give you a prayer language, would you take it? Yes, you would. And here's why. Whew. So when you pray in your private prayer language, listen to this. Don't hoard the experience for yourself. Pray for the insight and the ability to bring others into that intimacy. Stop. If I have a private encounter and God wants to bring it out publicly, it's not for me so I can look like a hero, so I can look like something that I overcame. It is strictly to show you or someone that's hungry that if God did it for me, he will do it for you. If God bless me, he is going to bless you. Can I get an amen? amen? Every preacher needs one of them. <laughs> so I went on this journey. And one day God says, I want you, do you love? I do love you. He always starts with, do you love me? I do. 
and I want to see the miracles of God. He goes, okay, I want you to walk down the street. I want you to go to Albertsons down the street. Okay. He goes, I'm going to send someone, a mother. She's going to have a nine-year-old girl. You'll know the girl is the one. She'll have a scarf on her head. Well, I was in a point in my life where I did not have a car. So I started my car, and I began to walk. And I walked down to Albertsons on Mission in, in Oceanside. And I sat there from 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock. And people would come up, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited. And I prayed for a few people, but I was looking for what God said. I almost got discouraged like I missed him. But I stayed in there, and at 746, out of a brown Mustang, a woman got out of her car, and a girl with a, with a scarf, God came with her, holding her hand. And they walked up, and I was like, oh. And the Spirit of God filled me with compassion. Now, mind you, I wasn't as big as I was now. I mean, I must have looked pretty good. But anyway, I walked up, and I said, ma'am, I'm supposed to pray for you. I don't know if you believe in prayer, but I believe if I pray for your daughter, she will be healed. The daughter looked at the mom in hope and looked in my eyes in hope. Her mom says, no. I said, please, ma'am. I believe God sent me to pray for you. I've been sitting here for four hours. She said, no. I said, I'm going to hang out till she comes down. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be stalker, Jesus. I was just trying. So she came out, and I implored again. And her mom said, no. And I said, God, why? Why did you send me there? He said, I wanted to teach you how it feels to have a broken heart. So now you know when you go in someone's midst what a broken heart feels like. So if any one of you were in my midst and I was in the Holy Spirit, I could feel the burden of your heart because he taught me how to minister. This generator is you. Where are you releasing your power? You're intimate. You're full of the Holy Ghost. Jesus has saved you. Where are you releasing this power? Papa Don is in the back. How many of you guys love Papa Don? What's not to love? Half the Calvary churches in California were started by that man. Oh, I'll shout hallelujah. Amen. You see a Calvary? There you go. I'm not joking. Up and down the coast right there. That's what we call a general. Now, Papa Don is transitioning to Tennessee. He's doing his thing. But if you know Papa Don in service, you know what he's doing in service? He's praying quietly in the Holy Ghost. Then he'll end up at your place right near you, and you're busted up. You're like, oh, my God. He's praying for you. You got people crying and receiving Jesus. That's what the Holy Ghost is for in the church, to build you up. Papa Don walks through the congregation blessing people with what they need. But all along, he's praying in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so, you need to have intimacy. Now you need a place to do it at. Where's kingdom community? Where you're sitting. 
Where can I be in kingdom community? In your church. Where can I release these gifts? In the church. That's where I went. I was in the church. Let me read a scripture to you so you can understand. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's going to be a little long, but I'll stop. I just got to get to one part. And the reason why it's long, it's in plain language. I could have got really with the Greek and the Hebrew, but you don't understand. Why would I do that? I want you to understand that this is yours. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows God is. Everyone gets on it. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit and all kinds of, to all kinds of people. The variety is wonderful. Wise counsel, clear understanding, simple trust, healing the sick, miraculous acts, proclamation, distinguishing between spirits, tongues, inter, uh, in, uh, interpretation of tongues, all these gifts have a common origin, but are handed out one by one by the one Spirit of God. He decides who gets what and when. Look at this generator again. Everything in 2021 is telling you to hold on. Don't you give up anything. You better hoard up everything. Don't you give it up. Don't you give your food away. You better protect your family. You better watch out for this. Watch out for that. And you're hoarding, you're hoarding, you're hoarding. But a generator has ports where you can plug into. Ports where you can be plugged into. So let me give you an example. Let's say I was ushering. We have a couple here that do it every single Sunday except this Sunday. They're sitting in the front row. When you do things by the Spirit, you know when they usher or they greet, they treat it like a grid. When you walk into their grid, they greet you with love. They greet you with purpose because they're filled with the Spirit. It's just not a duty to greet people. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a duty in the Spirit to bless people. So let me give you another story of mine. I got plenty of them. I want you to look at my life. I love ushering. I was an usher, and I was at Genesis. I was clean. I had a suit. I mean, I had some nice shoes. My pants was creased. You would have cut your hand on them pants. I mean, I was up late at night. I'm getting that crease in there. I'm, I'm, because I'm, I'm gay. Come on. So this minister from Africa comes in. He's going to minister. He comes in my grid. Hello, sir. My name is Jeff. Welcome to Genesis Covenant Church. I'm so glad you're here. This is going to be my post. I know you got the word of the Lord. The Lord is going to bless you. Be refreshed. God is here. We are hungry for you. If you need anything, I am here. Boom. I was gone. He gets up. I'm trying to mimic him. Bishop Babin, that usher over there, you, yes, you, he blessed me. 
He had no idea of what I was dealing with. And he greeted me with the words of God. And he strengthened me. He said, young man, there's greatness in you. You're going to do great things because you had no idea where I was. How can an usher, how normal it is, is it for you and me to encourage someone that needs it? It's reciprocal. I gave to him. He gave to me. Some of you might be saying this. Okay, Pastor Jeff. I've been doing all that. I've been serving. I've been reading. I've been believing. And nothing's happened. Why isn't anything happening? Why should I continue? What you got to say about that, Pastor Jeff? How many of you guys have ever felt you've done everything you can but can't do anymore? Raise your hand. I have your answer. God says, it's okay. Just like this solar panel, why don't you just change the position of where you are so you can reflect more of his face? If you just change your direction or change where you're looking and you reflect more of Jesus, then he will give you more of his power. You just got to shift. In December, it marks a year that my father passed away. Last year was the hardest year of my life. I lost my mama in June. I lost my father six months later. Nothing prepares you for that. If it were not for the Holy Spirit in this church, my life group in this church, my wife in my home. I only have one mama. I'm not saying this to convict you or condemn you, I should say. I'm saying this to you so you know the urgency of the hour. How dare the enemy lie to you and say you're not worthy of this heavenly gift. You are so worthy. You are so worthy. Are you getting something? We still got 20 minutes. No, we only got 10. I'm just kidding. I just did that double portion on you. Y'all was like, I'm out, bro. I'm gone. It's football time. I love you, bro, but I got to go. My team is loose and I got to (laughs) go. I've been there too. Your position in the kingdom means everything to God. Your position in the kingdom as an outlet means everything to God. What do I mean? In this church, we have several different ministries. Usher, greeter, youth, young adults, sound and media, children's church, food, food distribution, groups, prayer, prophetic, men's, women's, Spanish groups. Plug in. Give away what's in you so God can give you more. The Bible says to him that has, more will be given, and he will have it in abundance. But him that does not have, what he seems to have will be taken from him. God doesn't take anything from you. If there's anyone that would steal anything from you, it's the devil. 
He doesn't want you to be connected. He doesn't want you to be in the community. He doesn't want you to be in the kingdom community. He wants to steal from you. Now, I know I'm a Christian, but if you walk into my house in the natural and try to steal something from us, I'm sorry, I'm going to hurt you. And it's not going to be me. It's going to be my four boys, grandkids, granddaughter. We're just going to stomp you out. Now, we will pray for you afterwards and do the spiritual thing. But you're just not going to come up in my house and do what you want to do. Amen? Are you getting something? You see where I'm going? I'm glad you do because this is a good word. I got one more testimony as we close out and have an altar call. I asked God, do you know that if you have enough power of solar, I got this from Elizabeth, that SDG&E will call you and pay you for your power. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. What would happen if we in this room got so used to walking in the Holy Spirit that we became a grid of power everywhere we went? Now the world would be so attracted to you, they would want to buy what you have. And you can say, you can't buy what I have, but what I have, I will give unto you in the name of Jesus. Last testimony, called boo-boo in the corner. Boo-boo in the corner. Okay. I worked at Callaway Golf when I first got saved. I caught the 309 bus in Oceanside to Carlsbad. I was reading my word every day, going to be a janitor. This is when Eli Callaway, the owner, was alive. And I have another testimony on that. But I was, I was a janitor. I was so happy to have that job. I was so blessed. I had Jesus. I had the Holy Spirit. I go into the bathroom to clean. Someone boo-booed in the corner. And they threw the toilet paper on the boo-boo. Now, I'm saved a little bit. Everything in me is trying to come unsaved. But I think I don't want to go back to the streets because I was homeless for three years. I slept behind a 7-Eleven on, on East Vista Way. I didn't want to go back. You're looking at someone who's been redeemed, someone that came off the streets that you would pass by every day thinking I wanted something. You don't know my story. So I picked up the boo-boo in the corner. This went on for two to three months. Every other day, someone, he boo-booed in the other corner, threw the toilet paper on it, and I would pick it up. One day on Wednesday at 11.32, I was picking up the boo-boo in the corner, and the VP of sales said, what are you doing? I'm picking up the boo-boo in the corner. Why are you doing that? I'm like, it's my job. I'm the janitor. Who's doing that? I said, I don't know. They've been doing it for 89 days. I don't know. It's something that's in them. They're just, bah, just dropping it. I have no idea. Yeah. 
Could you imagine just, just, you have to be driven to boo-boo in the corner. They took a picture or they had cameras, they fired him. Lord taught me something. Lord, why did you allow me to have to pick up the boo-boo in the corner? I said other words. He still listened. And I heard him say, now you have the spirit of self-control. I put the fruit of self-control for my spirit in you. If you can handle that, you can handle what I'm bringing. The last two years... In the last two years of our lives, there's been boo-boo everywhere. Sometimes we boo-booed in the last two years. Some other stuff have come up. There's boo-boo in the corner. But God said this, you need manure to have a harvest. If there's no maneuver, manure, I can't, I can't bring a harvest. So what you've lost, what they stole from you in the last two years, God is going to give back to you because he sees, he sees it all. He knows it all. And he's with it all. So boo-boo in the corner. <laughs> three stalls he could have went so what does he need from you today what is it that God needs from you today can you be a reflection of my heart can you sing the song can you hear my voice can you feel my love? Just be a reflection. You don't need to know it all. He already does. You just need to be available. You don't need to know all the answers. He already has the answer. He's the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He already knows. He wants your availability. The woman behind me didn't want to date me. She hung up on me all the time. I called her over and over. She kept hanging up. She eventually said, what do you want? I said, I just want to, I just want to date you. Why? It's Oceanside. I can get a man anywhere. I don't need a man. I said, okay. She goes, I need a father for my boys. She had four boys. I said, well, God, the father can make me a father for your boys. She goes, yeah. I don't think so. Let me ask you a question. What would happen if you ran out of money? How would you treat us? And guys, I leaned into the Holy Spirit and I sang a song to her. And everything she wrote down in prayer, I said in this song. Yeah, here's, here's the good part. She goes, fine. I'll go on a date with you. 26 years later <laughs> I'm still trying to date this woman that's my heart she took an addicted man who loved her boys who called me their father 
I have grandsons, granddaughters. Bro! <laughs> and I used to live behind a 7-Eleven. Picked up boo-boo in the corner. And I'm preaching to champions. What a life. What a life. And if you like the way I preach now, wait in the next year. God's about to do something. He's doing something strong. And I'm not pumping me up. It's all about the Holy Ghost. Stand to your feet. Did you get something today? Now, don't go picking up boo-boo in the corner, amen? Hmm. This is my favorite part of the, the whole service. You know why? We were taught that altars are a place of change. Meaning, when you walk up, or say you, you walk up with something, like I did in Genesis. I walked up addicted. I met a woman of God. Her name was Adoria Luster. She put her hands on my head, and she prayed and broke it off of me. And I left that altar changed, free, whole. And this is what it is today. Some of you need to come up for prayer. Why? Because God loves risk takers. If you take a risk on the word of God that's coming out of my mouth and you come up for prayer, if you need us to stand six feet from you, we will and speak the word of God over your life. And God, we will pray over you six feet away and God will heal you if that's what you need. But what you need right now is to ask yourself this. Do I need to be activated again? Is there a part of my life that's not as intimate as I'd like it to be? Pastor Jeff, I want to I go into the church. I just don't know where to go. Can I get some prayer? Is there anyone in the room that feels that way? Great. For those that didn't raise their hand, I know you feel that way. And I'm asking you, the altars are open. If you want prayer, we're inviting you to come forward. Maybe some of you are believing God for a loved one. Maybe some of you have something going on in your body and you need healing. Don't leave the presence of God in this corporate anointing without getting prayer. Why would you enter in and leave the same? Don't. So the altars are open. If you want prayer, come. If you need prayer, come. If you're tired of being sick and tired, come. Come up to the front. Okay. If you guys want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we have a, a gentleman here, a pastor here, that will guide you into that. Come on up to the front. Find a person. They'll pray for you. Dee Dee, can you come up and pray, please? Pastor Julie, Chantel, can you come up and pray, please? Guys in the back, everyone here, don't leave here. I'm going to let you go. I mean, I promise. I'm not locking the doors. <laughs> I just want you to experience him.
Anyone on this side needs freedom. If you need freedom, come to the front right now. Papa Don is looking for someone to pray with right here. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, for those that are in the audience, those that know how to pray, Spring and Elizabeth, they need prayer right behind you. Can you lay hands on them? That would be really, really good. If there's any, anyone in the audience need prayer, raise your hand. You don't have to come up. We'll come to you. Right here in the front. Can I get someone over here to pray? Right here, Frank and Sherry, right there. Anyone else need prayer? Right here in the back, right in the center. Right there, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We honor you. We give you praise. We bless you. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Okay, I'm going to release those that need to go. Thank you so much for being here if you have to go. But if you want to stay, you can receive right where you are. If you want to lift your hands and just receive. Everyone lift your hands in the audience. There you go. Receive from this presence. Be blessed. We bless you. We honor you. We release God's presence over you. We give you glory and honor, Lord, that you're doing something mighty in our midst. We thank you for those that are here, for those that stayed for your presence. Come, Holy Ghost. Come, Holy Ghost. Come, Holy Ghost. We bless you and honor you. And we thank you. We thank you that prayer moves the hand of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.